after 10 long years of trying to get the one and only Eric Gordon to the Valley, it finally happened. What an awesome time, Suns fans. There was no better time to get him. Yeah, we could have got him two years ago and maybe we would have had a ring. Maybe we could have got him last year, but then he could have walked, right? We got him now. We got him for reportedly a two-year deal. No money or nothing's really officially come out yet, but it doesn't matter because we have him for this upcoming year. And to me, that is what matters. I'm excited about what this roster is going to be. Chris Haynes just had a report that the Suns are working out or did work out Darren Collison. Is that the right fit? Maybe, maybe not. But the point is that the Suns are not done yet. That's what matters is that they are still looking for another player or two or three or four. I don't know how many players, but they are still going to be aggressive. And right after that, Flex dropped something as well, too, saying that the Suns are not done. Ishbia and them are going to cook. A lot to cover. It's exciting. It's fun. And we finally have Suns fan Randy back on the pod <laughs> after like a 365-day absence. Really excited to get this going. We're going to go live in a minute. Come check us out. Here we go. Looking, throws an alley. Oh! Hey, puts it down! Hey, puts it down! Neal inbounds. Desmond Cambridge. Oh! Arizona State has done it! just dropped that a little too a little too fast there but here we are suns fan randy in the house we've got coda coming in westville is in the house as well too salty will sometime get on who knows uh carlos already dropped in so did aaron van buren and i'm gonna screw this up rhomboid bubble whoever that is we appreciate you coming in everybody hit that like button share this out Sub if you haven't already with Twitter being all screwed up. Make sure you ring that bell so you know we are going live. And and Joe from the Cardinal Rule, thank you for stopping in as well, too. Jay, it's always nice to see you, but the one right here is the one I really want to get the opinions on. This dude called out Monty Williams a year ago, year and a half ago, however long it was now, right? He called him out a long time ago. He was calling players frauds, and we're like, Randy, you're fucking drunk. Go away. We don't want you on our (laughs) podcast. What are you talking about? All the while, Randy has been right. Um, Again, everybody, uh, uh, subscribe, please. Share this out. But, Randy, I want to hear your opinion before we get to Eric Gordon on Bradley Beal uh, becoming a son, all all our new signees. Just go off for a minute. It's been a while, dude. Dude. yeah, I feel like um, first, you know what I'm saying? Thank you for having me back. It's glad to be back. But first thing I want to say about Bradley Beal, I feel like with Suns fans just like as a whole, it's just like I know it's a lot of reports. I know it's a lot of people like kind of like – and I I internalize it as like a lot of people's hating right now. So it's just like as Suns fans, we kind of got to take this on the chin 
because like if he'd have went somewhere else, we might have been the same. You know what I'm saying? We might have felt the same. But I feel like just take everything that's going on and what everybody's saying about like it's not gonna work and da 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 and blah blah blah. Just take that with a grain of salt because like I said, I feel like going out on the limb because people as soon as we got Bradley, I feel like that's when the hate started coming in. And it was just like, it's not going to work. We've been hated on, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, so it's just like saying some shit ain't going to work in June is is wild. You know what I'm saying? Especially now, like, this is what, the third or fourth day of free agency. So it's just like now we're starting to piece together a team. And now, like, people already saying it's not going to work already with just, like, what, four or five players on the team. So, like I said, it's just with the Bradley Beal, I say take that with a grain of salt. But we are in a good spot. And I feel like just take it as, like, people are scared. And they don't want to admit that they're scared. You know what I'm saying? And that's really what it is. A lot of people are terrified of what we're going to look like and how good we can be. So just like take it like that. But yeah, that's the, my main thing with Bradley Bill. I, I think to a point we can say what is and what's not going to work. When Russell Westbrook went to the Lakers, we were all like, yeah, y- y'all are stupid. This ain't going to work. And it sure as hell didn't. Right. But right. I understand how you think having three players with the quote unquote same skill set won't work. But we're not talking about we got three guys that can, you know, post up or we got three dudes that can really pass the ball well but can't shoot. No, we got three dudes that are three level scorers and all stars and all, all this good stuff. So it is going to work. Um, I want I really want to deep dive with you on on the roster and the Chris Haynes tweet that just came out saying that we're not done. But we got to talk about the one and only Eric Gordon. This is where I really wish. I had drops like Suns Jam did because I really want to have some hype thing with Eric Gordon. I'm looking forward to uh, to his drop for Eric Gordon as well, too. But years, 10, 11 years after it, after we tried to recruit him, tried to get him here, which I'm glad he didn't. Because you, could you imagine Eric Gordon with Luis Scola and Michael Beasley, Beasley and Martin Gortat? And that, that would have been an awful team. But Man. keep in mind, that same year when he was going to come here, his little brother, Evan Gordon, played basketball for Arizona State. And I thought that's when he was going to come. And then Evan Gordon leaves. He goes to Indiana. And and everything is shot to hell. Just a fun little tidbit if if people don't remember. Um, JJ, Eric Gordon, we got the the tweet, what, seven, eight hours ago around now? What what was your first reaction? Because I jumped up and down and I went, let's go! (laughs) And my dogs looked up at me and my son, Skyler, he's looking over like, what happened, Dad? What was your reaction? Uh, so I was playing Fortnite, uh, really pissed off on uh, about Elon Musk and shit. He re- <laughs> he, he really got on my fucking nerves yesterday, especially with the Damian Lillard stuff. So I like I was pretty heated. I really wasn't on Twitter this morning because you know the feed was literally fresh. So it was like nothing was coming in. And then I look at my phone and I see from uh, Shams the Eric Gordon drop, and I'm like, like this has to be a parody account. I look, it's the real Shams. And I basically did the same thing. I was just like, let's go. And I had my headset on and, and I like bass boosted my friends and stuff. So I didn't, I didn't really mean to do that. But, dude, we beat the cardboard cutout allegations uh, <laughs> a decade later. I'll take it. He's, he's still putting up points, dude. He was low-key dogging us in the playoffs. I mean, man, Eric Gordon as like your bench point guard with – everything else that we got and we'll get randy's opinion about everything else that we've added but dog man this bench looks good man and i was watching a little bit of uh uh sun's jam session with uh sun's geek earlier and john brought up like this is probably the best structured sun's team 
ever if you want to like compare and contrast and looking at the versatility the size the defense the offensive punch like all of it together if it works like on the court it's going to be beautiful and we might have one of the best offenses ever uh but like with the whole uh you know like all of these three players play you know the same style of ball people just forget that kd can play the five at any given time and do it pretty effectively so if 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 uh, dame goes to miami which i think would be a good fit at that three no question is going to be a the favorite to come out the east and i think they can dog boston again but well uh, they're going to be setting out death depending uh like when this trade happens it can happen now or at the end of this off season basically like we have hit the ground running to start this free agency. It's been us and the Lakers have made the most impactful moves. Yeah. And we're, we're kind of giving a lot of teams a run for their money right now. So I am ecstatic and getting a guy like Eric Gordon is absolutely huge. And we don't have to rely on a campaign playing hero ball. Woo. So if you can avoid that, you're cooking. All right, if we can go. avoid what? Sorry, I got, I got fireworks going off and it just popped off right when you said that. What'd you say? <laughs> I, I said we're cooking. Hey, the fireworks are a sign. <laughs> we're cooking. Damn straight. You, you know, th- there was there was a, a tweet, and it said, you know, who has a bit better big three, and they assumed that Damian Lillard was going to go to the Heat. But, dude, they've already lost Strauss, Max Strauss. They've already lost Gabe Vincent. Uh, Harrow. They've got uh, 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 Martin, him. obviously. They've got Bam and Butler and whatnot. But... You know Kyle Lowry's gone, which, you know, that makes sense. You know, ship him out one for one, not really going to be too bad. But after that, what else are they going to have? Mm-hmm. Right? They're, they're going to have to ship ship out quite a bit. Portland yeah. wants gonna, is going to want a shitload. And I don't think Portland's going to be like, yeah, we'll definitely facilitate this for you. Here, here, Here's your favorite team on a silver platter. This no, man, I think they're going to – they could go to – he could go to Philly. He could go to Brooklyn. He could go to anywhere, right? And, and they're going to have to give up a package. Yeah. If they want him, and then are they going to say the same thing about depth with them? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. So, like I said, take that with a grain of salt because it's just like I said, people are scared and they don't want to admit it. That's just really what it is. Because I feel like the reasoning behind it, I feel like when you hear people explain like why we won't work or why the big three is not as b- good as it seems, it's like it doesn't even make sense. Like a lot of the logic doesn't make sense. It's just like oh, like well, injuries or. And it's just like, if that's what your main thing is, and it's just like, just say you're scared. Just say like. That's like 90% of the league. Like yeah, 90% like, of the league deals with injuries. And I'm never using that as an excuse. And when Lakers fans were giving us shit about that, when we went against them and AD was going down, it was like, when has he ever hurt? At every playoff run, like it's who, like who's ever the healthiest at the end of the day. And this year it was the Nuggets and they pushed. Year through. before it was the Warriors. And the year before that, uh, Giannis and stuff. You know, so right. it's it's always the healthiest team at the at the end of the year. So. One hundred percent. Everybody that's in here, thank you for tuning in. Uh, share this out, like the video, uh, subscribe, please. Trying to really grow this. Um, and shout out to AZ Sports Underground too. A lot of good things cooking on that, and I can't really wait to get that going. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I don't even know where else to go from here. Like I, I've well, been sitting here thinking about lineups in my head, how things are going to be working out, who's bringing up the ball, and then I remember watching highlights of Yuta Watanabe and watching him bring up the ball, and I'm just like, dude. 
Ozzy and Ozzy Sons podcast. Everybody check that out. Gavin is 100% right, man. This is this is positionless basketball. This is free-flowing offense with, again, what he said, with only having an anchor. Anchor being the defensive unit, the center down low. There's just so many ways we could go. We could still trade Aiton to get something. I'm I'm a little hesitant now, but I'm always open to trading Aiton. You guys know me. <laughs> the Darren Collison stuff just came out. I don't think Darren Collison is the dude, but the proof is, or the point is, is that we're not done. The Suns are not done. They want right. to add more. Who who the fuck cares about yeah. a second apron, right? Yeah. And can I pause for for a quick second to rewind? Because I feel like, Coach, you kind of brought up like a trigger that's like, okay, like, just for like Suns fans, because it's like, look, like we've came so far. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like Eric Gordon bringing up the 10 years and Malik B, or what was it? What was his name? Michael Beasley. And like, just like, yo, like, just as like, and Monty used to say, we, we should take this time and like celebrate everything. Cause like we came a long way. <laughs> like, you remember. When Michael Beasley was like a thing, when Shannon Brown was like, you know what? We I might, was stoked like, about Michael like, Beasley. So so we was Salty fuck- if he's still I in was here. Too. We, I was what too. were we on? And it's just like looking back on it, it's just like, yo, like when we were like, yo, like Eric Bledsoe is worth a fucking max. Like we've came a long way. So it's just like, and I feel like when you brought that up, I was like, damn, I remember like we were, we didn't even know. Like who would have thought? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll never forget when we signed Isaiah Thomas and we were about to have Dragic, Bledsoe, and Thomas. And I was like, oh, Jeff Hornacek is a genius because he always wants to have two point guards in. So that makes sense. This way you always have two point guards. And then it just, holy shit, it went to absolute hell. Everything blew up. Remember that trade deadline when we traded like eight of our damn players and we got back Brandon Knight? That was, that was a low point. Like the, Losing by 40 or losing by 40 or 50. Yeah, Fabio knows. Yeah, that's what's up. Losing by 40 or 50 points to the to the Portland Trailblazers on the opener in 2016 or 17. Like that was low. But when we traded our whole damn team a half a season after getting what 48 wins and not making the playoffs. That was a personal low for me with the Suns. And then after that, we're talking about Marquis Chris and, and Dragon Bender and all that shit that we got. And then to have somebody go on Twitter today and have the balls, <laughs> the balls to say that we skipped steps. <laughs> Motherfucker, we've gone through every step. We've traded for the superstar in Chris Paul or Charles Barkley, Kevin Durant. We've grown through the draft organically. Uh, you can go all the way back to Dan Marley and Kevin Johnson and draft day trades all the way to McHale and Cam John. We've done everything and it still has not mattered. So for people to have the balls to say that, look, I don't want to call them casuals. That's an overused term now. I mean, I'm going to be using that on Twitter because those fools don't know the difference. But that's just ignorance of the sport, man. And, and to say that the Suns winning would be bad for the game. What is better in sports than a team that has been cursed to finally come out on the other side and finally win like the Red Sox or we could probably go down a list when the Mavericks won their first championship, I guess. Right. Nuggets won their first one and everybody's celebrating them. What is bad about us winning it? And why does everybody hate us? Man. Well, the the guy that tweeted that was a fucking Nuggets fan and he's he's seeing all of the moves that we're making and he feels intimidated and he should. We absolutely killed day one of free agency. Lakers were a close second, and we just got progressively better. And all the Nuggets have done 
was re-sign DeAndre Jordan and Reggie Jackson. That's all they've done so far. They they no, they signed no, they signed somebody today. Who they signed? Anybody sign? in the chat? They they signed somebody kind of legit. No, they signed Justin Holiday today. Oh yeah, yeah Justin Holiday. Yeah. yeah, good piece for them. But that, still, that's a great piece. Yeah, yeah. Still, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't compare to uh, everything that we've done and LA's done and what Sacramento's done. So I mean, like we're coming after the champs, man. It happens every year. You're gonna feel intimidated, and it's okay. Teams don't two peat anymore. And with this new CBA shit, I, I'm not trying to hear from dorks anymore. Like, like the owners and front office people and the fucking, uh, like, these people pay nerds to, like, read all this shit and, like, reciprocate it back to them, dumb it down, and then they make moves off of that. And that's exactly what we did here. Matt Ishiba is, like, this amazing, like, negotiation artist. Like, he's pulled so many things off in these last six months. He's our financier, our producer. Yeah. He's everything, like, man. Yeah, yeah, like he's paying off mortgages and shit, and like this is like his <laughs> yeah. job, dog. Like, <laughs> but he and, gets it. Yeah, he yeah. gets it. And so, shout out to him for making it for free, man, on TV. Back on local yeah. TV, I was like, yo, I, I knew I was gonna fuck with him when he came in. I was just like, I knew. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> I love ahead. that. Uh, the state shot it down uh, for now. But uh, it, it's going to be a thing because we have to go through like our whole contract period and stuff. But yeah. So they just did that here in Utah as well, too. It's going back to like KJZZ, which is KJazz, go figure, Utah Jazz, right? Mm. But it's going back to local TV and they're going to be officially the first team to do that. And it's being celebrated around here like, like no other. Like they're going to go from getting three or 400,000 people watching broadcasts back into the one point whatever millions. Like, yeah blackouts for the NFL and baseball and all that shit is the worst thing to happen to professionals. I'm in the sports industry. I'm in the sports tourism industry specifically, but did you guys know that of generation, what generation Z who, who's whatever the young generation is classified yeah. now, they are 60% less likely 60% less likely to watch a full sports game than the previous generation, which is kind of ours or maybe one year younger than us. So this sports uh, bubble that we're seeing it is exactly that is a bubble right now. Sports viewership, getting these TV contracts. It is a bubble because all these leagues have pushed away so many people for years. So many people that can't watch it in their own market. And it's going to pop at some time. So yeah. the fact that the Jazz have done it, the uh, the Suns are in discussion. Mercury are already on three TV, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Jay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hey. Hey, a dono. A dono. Hey, guys, I, I just I just really want to point this out. Hold on a second. He's on fire. This is our first official donation on the He's on Fire podcast. Seth Carpenter. Boom shakalaka. Oh, I got to change that image. We, we appreciate you. Our very first one. Uh, really, thank you. That is awesome. Welcome to Rally Valley, Eric Gordon. Thanks, 10, man. 11, 10, 11 years later. We really appreciate you. Dame, Dame going to be a jazz. I mean, that makes the most sense to me. He's always said he wanted to be here. And when he did the three point contest, he brought out his uh, oh, uh, Weber State jersey mm, and he okay. was rocking that for the three point contest. So that was kind of dope. He always talked about he wanted to come here. That would be dope. Um, Joel Ramirez says people talk about Denver's bench, but they were better than us offensively during the regular season. And our bench still scored more points per game without Brown going crazy. They would have been toast and, and Braun. And Braun. Braun played out of his mind, which was absolutely crazy. Uh, there was another point I was going to make. They Oh, they were ranked 15th in the in defense last year, too. So everyone's like, oh, they don't play any defense. Well, we got Frank Vogel now, man. If we can be a top fit, 
a top 14 defense. That's proof right there that we can I think win. we're at ninth this year, and Nuggets were 15th. Yeah, it's, so it's like, even with our shitty bench, like, yeah. like we were still, like, better than Nuggets statistically, so... Yeah, I, 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 what do I know? Yeah, we know nothing. We don't know ball. Yeah, I, I absolutely hate that narrative that people run with, like with that bench and just like with the Nuggets series, like defining, like, because I feel like, yes, there's a couple things that went. Is that me? Or... No, no, you're good. Uh, okay. But, um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, there's some things that went wrong in that Nuggets series. And obviously, we lost in six or whatever. But it's like, I feel like, to me, it's like the casual fans are the guys that didn't watch the games. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, really, like, take away anything from the games. Like, you could tell, like, who was really watching, who didn't. And it's just like, yes, we lost, but that wasn't, like, the bench wasn't necessarily the issue. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, like, we need more depth, but, like, we lost because Kevin Durant was absolutely trash. Like, and we, he was trash, like, from the Clippers on up. If we really, really want to get surgical about it, right? Like, he played bad. We were all, like, questioning, like, Where's the Kevin Durant we traded for? You know what I'm saying? Ever since like we were saying that we were saying that in our group text like every night. They're like, where's the Kevin Durant we traded for? And he was bad. Like I want to say, like he might have played good. Maybe what game one? Honestly, like because I know he dropped a forty ball, but it was like an inefficient forty ball. But it was just like, but it was like if you really want to get surgical, I feel like that series boiled down to like coaching going away from what worked, and like you know what I'm saying. Also, like on top of that, like Kevin Durant played like one of the worst series he's probably ever had in his career. So it's just like to be like, oh, like the bench was it or like the defense. Like, yeah, like those are issues. But these were all still very winnable games outside of like game six where shit just went out of hand. Where you know a campaign was the only son that showed. But that's a, that's after uh, Book got hurt, too. Yeah, he exactly. got hurt in like the first was it first quarter of game five or game, game six, something like that. Yeah, like sure once like that. that happened, like it, it was over. Yeah. Book was so, people. People don't realize Book was just cooking everybody. He cooked one of the best defensive-minded coaches, and he was cooking the 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 MVP and the eventual NBA champions. Like other, people just be sleeping still. The other annoying thing, it's like, oh, Book is never going to shoot like that again, or whatever. You can say the same thing. Twenty-six about years old, blow me. Jokic was not missing. <laughs> I know Jokic is the best player in the world right now. Like I totally understand that. He absolutely deserves that. But he he was shooting at a insane clip from the mid from the interior even from behind the arc like like his percentage points went up tremendously so like you can't say one thing and just uh, <clears throat> the other thing it, it goes both ways it, it involves luck involves health involves scheme and monty didn't have a fucking scheme dude like he just I'm gonna roll with my guys and then play like. And yeah. we're gonna switch everything like yeah, that. So. Yeah, like that, <laughs> that fucking. And then like, why would you scrap the entire offense at the start of the playoffs? And then you win two games with point book, or like you win whatever, and then you just absolutely go away from point book in game five and game six. And it's just like make it make sense. Like, <laughs> and that's when campaign actually went off too, which was funny. Make All it right, make let's... sense. Let's transition from talking about the haters and stuff. But, Randy, I want to get your opinion about all the moves that we've made thus far mm. from uh, Drew Eubanks to um, uh, Metu. I want to yeah. hear what you think about Kata Bates Diop. And like, can we start with Yuta, though? The, to, what are your thoughts on Yuta? Yuta, oh. like, I was one of the ones, like, as soon as it happened, I was just like, that's why I, I trust, like, the front office has my whole trust now. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like Yuta was one of the ones was like, we absolutely, it was either him or Kyle Kuzma. And then Kyle Kuzma, I think, went first. 
And I was just like, all right, like we absolutely have to get one milli, of the two. Yeah. So yeah. I was just like, we absolutely have to get one of the two. And we got Yuta. So it was just like, you know what? I have all faith in them to get this done and fill this out. And you know what I'm saying? So I was just like, shout out to Matt for that. Again, He's heating up. For like the fourth time. <laughs> so I was like, shout out because it's just like Gator don't play no shit. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to win. <laughs> He's trying to win. He's we need to that win. as a drop, Evan. We need a <laughs> which one? Uh, Gator don't play no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I also need a Matt Ishbia one. And and John, if you're still listening, you need a Matt Ishbia drop too, I think. Yeah, Gator don't play no shit. So it's, it was it's too easy. <laughs> But yeah, so I was just like, but yeah, that I was that fits perfectly. I would personally like I've been seeing a lot of people like throwing their lineups out there. Like I personally would probably have him starting because I feel like he's a better option than Josh Okogie or Tory Craig. Like I'd rather like get that extra rebounding down there and not solely leave it on DeAndre Aiden or whatever the case may be. So I feel like somebody that can kind of grab some boards that got some length and also be like a good defender. But I do have a hot take, and I want to get you guys, like, I don't want to veer off whatever, but, like, I've been seeing a lot of, like, people's lineups. (laughs) I've been seeing a lot of people's lineups. And I'm not a fan of Point Book or Point Beal. Like, I'm not a fan. Like, I think Point Book is good in breaking kiss of emergency. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'll get you one. Point Book is like Spider-Man from Family Guy. Like, everybody gets one. Like, like point, point book for like a, an entire season or for like a series like nah like that's not that's not it that's not that that's my hot take i know i completely agree i'm not 100 percent for it i don't know if that's <clears throat> i um i kind of challenge you also to think about positionless basketball and try to remember when like jay crowder would bring the ball up a couple times when, when chris paul couldn't either I think it's more about just bringing the ball up court and less about setting things up, right? Kevin Young, I think, is just going to – Kevin Young is going to have so much to play with. If he doesn't get a head coaching job next year, something went severely wrong this year, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. So when it comes to the playmaking aspect, I kind of agree. I could see Eric Gordon being there, but I also want him off the bench as well, too, in case – book or Beal have to go out for I don't know they, they get two quick fouls in the first two or three minutes right I still want to have somebody be able to come in and have that offensive uh output to still be able to gel I want a defensive smaller type dude to be able to guard uh mostly mostly like the Jamal Murray's and the Dames and whatnot right uh, so I think a Kogi I'm settling on a Kogi as of right now you could talk me into Yuda. You could talk me into Kata Bates-Diop. Um, I honestly, I was going to look up some stats to see how he did against uh, smaller players. Uh, if he was, you know, good against the two or, or a point guard, if he ever really guarded that. You could talk me into it to quite a few things. I mean, we all know for sure we got the big four and who's going to be that fifth guy. I, here's my hot take, hot take. I'm not so sure we're done in free agency. And I don't know if that player is still on the roster yet. What do you think, Jay? Uh, the whole Tory Craig thing is interesting, and uh, of course, I would love to have him back. And it's kind of weird. I like I feel like he would have got signed by now because I feel like he's a pretty sought after role player, especially for teams like the Warriors, the Bucks, uh, Miami. Uh, I think would be a good spot for him too. So I think he's really waiting on what we do or what we offer him. And maybe he's part of this whole ploy and plan that we're kind of just. Uh, uh, laying out and uh, yep. trying to 
perfect as much as possible. Yeah, this is a great point from John. That, that's uh, kind of what I what I meant to get at all ways around. Yeah, it's perfectly worded from a guy that writes for a living. Good job. <laughs> but uh, again, I would love to bring Tory Craig back. Um, with the whole point guard position, it is a little tricky at this point. Uh, just because we have campaign, we have uh, Eric Gordon now, and we have two other players that can run the point, uh, that being Beal and Booker. And uh, those two have played it a lot more than KD. So wh- when it comes to bringing up the ball, I don't I don't really care who brings up the ball. I just hope that they have a good enough handles to not, you know, bobble it and do whatever, and they can just start the plays and stuff. Because – Again, another thing why I hated Monty's offense after the 2021 finals run was, like, we didn't play with speed. We didn't play with intensity. We didn't, like, we only, like, upped the tempo when when we were trying to finish a game and not necessarily, uh, you know, come out the gate with that energy, you know. So, it, like, I'm really excited to see how strong this offense is willing to go to start games because I feel like, if we're banging on all cylinders, we can have this game wrapped up like in the third quarter, like how we twenty-one run. Because like our our not only our starting five was killing it, but our bench was as well. We were running up the score with our bench unit in that year. So and, and and here's the thing with our bench, dude. They're young dudes in their yeah. prime. I yeah. feel like there's not gonna be a drop off like there has been in the past. So when we do bring our and our bench players who have a role, we're going to be able to continue running that up, and we will have this game locked up in the third quarter. And then some of these dudes probably won't even play in the fourth quarter. That's that's true. That's truly what I believe. The way that the team is just put uh, – I'm so excited. The way that the team is put together is everything that we needed. We have a legit power forward. We have guys that are interchangeable that can guard one through three, two through four, whatever it may be. Guys that can hit in the corner, guys that know roles. And then you get you had a guy like Eric Gordon who can also go out and get his own bucket. It's fucking insane. It, it yeah. is the most well-balanced roster we've had since, what, 2009, 2010, when we had the, the backup unit of Barbosa, Dragic, mm-hmm. uh, Channing yeah. Fry. I think, yeah, he was he was coming off the bench. Uh, yeah. Lou Amundsen and Dudley. And I feel like somebody that's not being mentioned that might be used a little bit differently this year is Damian Lee. Because Damian Lee shot like yeah. however percent, 44% from three also, but was shooting like maybe two times a game. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I yeah. imagine like that's he, also going to get you. can bring it up too. You can bring it up too, you know? Uh, like, uh, Randy, for you, uh, as – of what the starting five is currently, who would you put in the four position or if, if there is any, because me and Gavin, we talked uh, the other day on here, we were both me too fans, but I think the best fit would be Bates. Yup. He brings, you know, he, he's a Swiss army knife sort of player. He does everything pretty good, but he doesn't really excel at anything, but his defense, his wingspan, I think would be a nice chain to DA's anchor. And I think they would just be havoc, like in the paint. Well, what's your opinion? Uh, how should we yeah. deal with I, this? Five. I probably go. What is it? KBD. That's like his his or, or is it KDB? Uh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like uh, so, I'll probably go him too, just because I feel like to me he's the most reminiscent of like Mikhail, and I feel like I sh- like literally yeah. sitting on Mikhail all the way up until we kicked him out the door, and now like 
I wouldn't say I'm having like remorse or anything, but like I'm kind of realizing like how much like how much of a glue guy like Mikhail was. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like in the sense yeah. of just he can do everything, do all the dirty work and stuff like that, guard everybody. So like I just kind of took that for granted, even though like I've, I've had debates about people about Mikhail and like how he was before we traded him and why it was a good trade. But um, I would probably go him just because I feel like he fits in that like category. Like he's like a Walmart Mikhail. versatile. Yeah, he's like yeah. So it's just like I'd rather go there. And then point guard, I'm, like I said, I've been seeing a lot of campaign. I do not want to see a campaign on this team. Like when we signed him at all, had, that literally messed up my day. Like I was like, what the? <laughs> Don't start with me. I was like, bro, I I can't. Not another blown layup. I can't because I feel like Javale McGee made campaign look good because it was just like he would blow a layup and McGee would just tip dunk it back in, and everybody didn't mm. say anything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and now McGee was gone for the first year. It's like, bro, like I feel like. I have a thing because I hoop a little bit. So it's just like left-handed people that can't shoot bother me. It's just like, I don't know. What it, He's like, like 44% on catch and let, shoot threes. Let's, let's check I mean, it. I like, must check his stats exactly what it is. Yeah, like, like it's decent. It's like left-handed people that can't shoot and left-handed people. Like I've literally never met a hooper that's left-handed that can't go right. And it's just like, bro, like you're just an anomaly. Like you're literally the Spider-Verse. Like you're my, <laughs> like, bro. Like, yo, you're you're killing me. So it's just like his game. And like I said, I feel like campaign is like the definition of like when somebody shows you who you, who they are, believe me. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like he played good. And I feel like, what was it, game three? Or was it game two? And Game six the is the one he totally went off on. He was no. the only one that showed up game six. But I'm talking, I'm talking about like 2021 because I feel like that's the main reason why he's here today. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. That was game two when, when Paul was out. Yeah, the Valley, yeah, the Valley Oop game was like the best yeah. game he ever played in his life, like in Phoenix. And I feel like that's like literally the sole reason why everybody gives him a pass on like everything. Cause it's like, I mean, he, he shot 36.8% from three last year. That's, that's not awful. 10 points, almost five, five assists a game. I mean, outside of seven turnovers, that's high. Outside of that moment, name me a campaign moment where it was just like, yeah, like we wouldn't have won this. Or like just name an impact, anything impactful campaign has done since game two against against the Clippers. Name me no, anything. I'll wait. I'll wait. I, I, I agree. My 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 biggest issue with campaign this year was not only injuries. Injuries have derailed him. It seems like whenever he does something good in a game, it's like the very next game he's out. And then he's out for like an extended amount of time, four, five, six weeks. And then he was always trying to show lobs up to Jock Landale, which I can't believe Landale got 32 milli this year. That yeah, that yeah. fucking blew my mind. But yeah. Rockets have money to spend, so that 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 makes sense. But Darth has a great point. You got a $6.5 million tradable asset. You do have the Sarich... Uh, uh, Sarich, uh, uh, yeah, the trade exception. Thank you. Um, you add that together, you could get a player that's in the 11 to 12, 12 million dollar range. So that is on the table. I'm, I don't know. I'm, if, if players are healthy, I like having a point guard that can come in and do different things. What I mean by that is change a pace, great shooter. A guy that can really D up like a Javon Carter Bulldog type. He he can come in and he can provide something. And for me, that's speed. Yeah. I want him to be more of a facilitator and have speed because like him or not, if anybody denies us, I'm gonna block you in the chat right now. He will get by any player in the league at ease. 
Is he going to make the layup or biff it? You know, that remains to be seen. When he's healthy and he's on, he's banking it high off the glass. It's going in, and he's you're just like, holy shit, where has this been, right? But he's been so injured and so off kilter lately, it makes it hard to believe him. But I like him for the fact that we need change of pace and we need to have more speed. That's why I would want to keep him. Uh, I feel like, to me, campaign's job to me is to be a spark. Like, to be the Kelly Oubre, to be the Javon Carter, to literally just come off the bench and just get the crowd involved. And I feel like he doesn't really do that as of late. And not trying to, like, come at his character or anything, but it kind of makes me want to, like, question his love for the game. Because I feel like, is he one of those players that's like, I only ball out in contract years? Because, like, Torrey Craig is kind of one of those and another, like, who's another one? Like, I feel you've seen it throughout the league where it's like, the guys, like, after they get the contract, it's like, all right, like. Fuck, now I got a job. So it's like, all right, I'm going a, I'm to a fall all the way off. and Or like, I'm going to sit all the way back. And I feel like Torrey Craig is the same thing where it's like, we've seen in contract years of Torrey Craig is like his best years. And it's just like, to me, it's like, True. it makes me question like your love for the game. It's like, what has campaign done? Like, how the fuck do you sit under Chris Paul for three years and learn absolutely nothing? Like, absolutely nothing. Like, absolutely like he's heating crazy up. to me like you sit under chris paul and devin booker for all these years and you like like i you haven't gotten better like not one bit so like i said i'm not trying to come for him i'm not trying to you know what i'm saying but these are just the facts these are objective facts that i feel like he's I'm he he's got a point jj no nah, i'm not i'm not really digging that honestly like okay campaign rejected player uh, I, I think he's a vibe player. I think he goes off the vibes of the team. I think he brings a lot. Um, yeah. He has one of the quickest first steps uh, of anybody in that position. Sorry if you hear my kid yelling. She's just <laughs> – but uh, Damn yeah, kids these days. One, yeah, he has one of the quickest, like, first steps around players. Yeah, like his finesse is a little too strong around the hoop. I, I get it. He's a left-handed shooter. But he, he's been a foundational piece for this team ever since we acquired him. And – like I think I, I think he's really here to ball and I, I think he has picked up a thing or two because when we first got campaign, this dude was averaging like fucking like four turnovers a game and he brought it down to like one and a half too. And you can see it, like his IQ is a lot like a lot higher. Um, you see him actually like constructing plays and stuff. He's gotten tremendously better with finding bigs. He made Jock Landell like get that fucking contract he made him look really good this season so like i i get the whole campaign hate and stuff and we just got eric gordon and i i'm definitely going to eric gordon before campaign don't get me wrong but i i think campaign is a big foundational locker piece uh and he like he can just go off and get you 15 like any given night of course he doesn't do it most like that but it's like it's never consistent but he just brings a lot to this team. I feel like vibes wise, team chemistry wise, continuity. Nah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you can draw a parallel. Yeah, you, I mean, you know, I think Barbosa missed Barbosa so many fucking layups too. That's how me and Salty Met was talking about Leandro Barbosa and how <laughs> ass he was. Yeah, like I feel like the only thing I agree with you upon is the um. Uh, the continuity in his locker room presence. I feel like it's a guy that everybody gets along with. And I feel like, like I said, especially with Mikhail gone, like you need that guy that can, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like make everybody that's laugh. That, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like if that's the case and that's the reason why we're keeping around. Okay, cool. 
But like throwing him on the floor or like giving him like 20 minutes a night is wild. But go ahead. 20 minutes is a stretch. Again, this is like the Monty, like, yeah. I'm going with my guys sort of thing. Yeah. Like, I get it last year. It's kind of like, uh, I'm just going to write last year off because it, we had like three seasons in the one. But campaign pay, uh, playing 20 minutes, that's usually not a sign for good. So, like, if we can bring it down to like 10, 12, I'm totally cool with that. And it, him alongside Eric Gordon and Yuta. And uh, me too, Andrew and uh, Eubanks. Uh, I'm chilling, dog. I'm, I'm still I'm not chilling. still not 100 percent sold on Eubanks, but I mean, I'm my mind is wide open. I I can see the vision. I, I'm I'm willing to see what's up. We got another dono, Seth, in, in it for for a second time. Uh, he did ask earlier, and I was going to get to it towards the end. If we all had a Fourth of July plans, definitely do. We're going to get to that to the end. But what's my prediction for the Arizona Cardinals? Man, if they get three wins, I'll be so happy. <laughs> I, I, I want three wins and the number one and the number two pick going into next year. This is a rebuilding year, but um, mm-hmm. I, I want to get into some Cardinals stuff a little bit later in the offseason. Training camp is – we're in July, man. Training camp is just a few weeks away. It's 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 crazy how, how – things jump up on you but it's been fun with the diamondbacks being good uh all-star game coming right around the corner i get to go to the toronto uh blue jays and uh, arizona game uh, a week from friday and then right when i get back i mean training camps there then you got college football around the corner and then we got phoenix suns fire basketball coming up uh seth thank you my man we really appreciate you again everybody uh hit the like button please we really appreciate it share this out subscribe as well too really trying to push even more this year than ever before uh so help us out a little bit any topics you guys want to discuss in the chat please uh give it up because there's just a bevy of things we can talk about uh the one thing i want to talk about and i want to ask you guys if if we fail to if we fail to make it to the western conference finals I mean, who who is this more of a legacy season for? Is it more on 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 Beal's shoulders? Is it more on James Jones? Is it Book? Is it KD? Is it Ishbia? I mean, who who would be the primary fall guy? Or or let me rephrase that: Who is going to be the one that would push us over? But what do you think could hold us back if we do not make it? What do you guys think? Uh, just as of recently, KD's been getting a blunt of insults and attack on character and it's going to continue to be like that until he retires or wins another ring you know so um he's going to get you know badgered and stuff but we can't go out in a blowout you know elimination loss again we absolutely cannot um you know like we need to make it to the western conference finals we need to put all of our chips in this season and that's exactly what we're doing and i'm glad matt is doing it you know, like we've been sitting on our hands for way too long. So, um, KD is going to get most of the hate. Uh, people are, are going to attack Book's character. Um, if DA goes out the way that he did the last uh, two <clears throat> seasons and stuff, it's going to, you know, kind of destroy his career a bit. So, I a lot of people on this team have a, a lot to prove. And uh, this year is pivotal for a lot of narratives and a lot of stuff in the future for all these players and like who knows how long book is going to be around you know it's like we 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 have to capitalize on these moments else we're going to have a damian lillard situation i was just going to say man if damian lillard's going to leave anybody anybody in the nba can leave we know that uh randy what 
what are your thoughts? Who, who's yeah. it on if we if we don't make it at this point? We haven't this seen any games, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I, I think uh I think, yeah, I think realistically, um, who is gonna fall on it's probably gonna fall on Katie. Like the media loves to just, you know what I'm saying? Like, or now that he's here, like I see it a little or I'm a little bit more heightened to it, to just how much slander and just like straight bullets Kevin Durant gets. And I'm not a Kevin Durant fan necessarily or like defender, but I'm like, God damn, it's just like this is crazy. But um it's so a yeah. Bit much. yeah. Yeah, it's a bit much. It's a bit crazy. You know what I'm saying? Granted, some of it is warranted, but it's like god yes. damn. Yeah. Like yeah. some of it is warranted, but it's like god damn. But anyways, um, so I'll probably say KD will get it, but like I feel honestly, I whoo, like who might it really be? I feel like it might be maybe on maybe on book. Cause I feel like at this point, like even though yes, like he might leave or whatever, or even I've never really contemplated that, like Booker leaving, because I feel like we've done everything like in our, you know what I'm saying, in our power. Like, so like you can't be like, oh, like, like Dame, like we've actually, you know what I'm saying, especially with Matt in place. So I would put it more on Booker because I'm waiting on him to kind of take the next step in his game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of want him to go on like a Joker kind of run or like a 2011 Dirk, where it's just like Booker is just unstoppable. Like mm. he's just the best person. And I feel like we were on the, we were on the edge of that. We were on the edge of that a little bit. He was shooting 80%, you know what I'm saying? But I just feel like, like I said, and then he was doing what he was doing against the Clippers. So I feel like we were right, we we're right there. So I just, like, if anything, I'm looking at Book because I'm looking at him. I need him to be a better leader going forward because I feel like a lot of people don't say anything about Book's leadership, you know what I'm saying, and how he goes about, like, I feel like the first two games against the Nuggets, if people actually watch, like, Booker play bad because he does what Booker does and he doesn't get called out enough for it is he'll go back and forth with the ref and do petty shit against the ref. And like, he doesn't understand that that trickles down to the rest of the team. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you arguing with the refs. Now Chris Paul is arguing with the refs. Now Kevin Durant is like, Hey, where my foul at? Now you got Cameron playing pain, blowing shit at the rim. Talking about I got foul. And it's just like, bro, you just suck. All you know my mama. All <laughs> bro, my mama. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's like, bro, you just suck. You know what I'm saying? And so that shit trickles down to the whole team. And I feel like the shit, it starts with Book. And I feel like everybody kind of, like, just dismisses that. And I feel like we need Book to be a better leader going forward in the, in the aspect of, like, you lead by example. And people re- feed off of your energy. And we can't get into these back and forth shit. Because I feel like, honestly, that 80% game was just, like, a consequence of him not getting calls from the ref and being like, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? To me, that's how I took it. Because it was just like, you didn't call like he hasn't been getting respected for a really long time and he's probably not going to. So I don't even know why he even like is, you know what I'm saying? Seeking it every, every year or whatever, seeking that validation from the rest is just like, you've been getting fouled for years. Like you've been getting snubbed from all-star games for years. So it's just like, what do you think now? Like, what do you think is going to change now? You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like the petty shit with the ref going back and forth, getting out of your game, like waking up later in the game. Like I feel like we just need better leadership. So I'm looking at book, but okay. There, there's a lot of answers in, in the comments here. There, there's a lot of really interesting stuff. Uh, Darth said injuries, right? That's kind of where I'm at. It, it's somewhere along that line. Uh, line. Uh, Joel Ramirez, it's unequivocally a failure if we do, don't win a title. Coda Kid uh, says it's on Devin. Uh, Jean-Paul says Aiden, which I think <laughs> it, that's... We might not be wrong if that defensive is not an anchored unit. If people are getting to the paint and he's just sitting there watching shit, that could be a very, very real thing. Coda also says it's championship or bus season. 
uh, all on Devin. Devin got his super team. There, there is absolutely no more <laughs> excuses. For me, after watching what we just watched in the playoffs, for me, this is the answer. So I think Seth nailed it. If we don't win the th- this year, I think it's going to be uh, Frank Vogel. Mm. I agree. He's going to be the one that we brought in to make all these defensive guru assignments, all these switch-ups, all these changes. Now we're going to do this down the floor. Next time we're going to do that down the floor, right? We saw how important coaching was probably more than ever before when Monty came in and coached us up and how he changed and evolved and then how he didn't do shit in this last playoff series. Right now, I think it's on Frank Vogel. That's just my personal thought. People on Twitter, the casuals, they're going to say it's all on KD. They're going to laugh at Devin Booker. We're going to see the Luka Doncic meme again. And, you know, they're just going to do what they're going to do. But I think it's on Frank, man. It's 100% on Frank. He has all the tools anybody could ever need. And if you can't utilize him, if you can't grow a bonding strength within this team, I mean, we had the organic chemistry. That was our biggest thing that we had for years. That was our uh, our go-to, right? The, the team liked each other. They played for each other. It didn't matter the situation. They were going to go hard after it. But now, we, we have no excuses now. I mean, Devin Booker's going to do his thing. Beal's going to do his thing. KD, I don't know what kind of KD we're going to get now, which was why I think getting Beal is even that much more important. But, I mean, he's still a student and a master of the game, right? Uh, uh, Dar says, Fizdale, there you go. Have, have it be on Fizz. <laughs> <laughs> How about that for data? But uh, with Kevin Young, um, uh, even with him too, because there was reports of th- that his uh, what he wanted to do and Monty wanted to do uh, didn't correlate uh, as much as you know uh, people would have liked it to. And I'm hoping that's the good Kevin Young offense, the one that produces a lot of threes that's more modernized, and we're able to capitalize. Oh, like on all five points of the offense, uh, Monty's yeah, just going to do that. So it, this goes down the whole co- coaching system from uh, uh, from you know, Frank Vogel all the way to the training staff, and then uh, from uh, Devin Booker and everybody else behind. Uh, this is a collective effort, and everyone needs to buy in. And if, if everybody doesn't buy in, it's going to be like it, it's like this is going this season is going to hurt a lot worse and. I got I got so. two questions. I got two questions for you guys. Yeah. First, what back to the Monty is do you think like during that whole run or like during his whole tenure, like do you think that Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Aiden, or whoever, like did you think that they ever like questioned him? Like, yo, like, why are we doing this? And then like the second question is, is one championship enough to be like, you know, all right, like we yes. like, we, we did all of this for one unequivocally, <laughs> yes. Unequivocally, <laughs> yes. That's all I need. You aim for the one. You if you get the one, you build on on top of that. And the like, I know like once you win one, guys are gonna want to get paid and all that stuff. And that's when you start restructuring things. And you you have to send out the old and bring in the new. It's like that's why like repeating is like one of the hardest things to do in sports. And that even goes with um, you know basketball. And um, yeah, like one is enough for this city, hundred percent. Because of the drought we're in, the fucking state we live in, the press that we get, the lack of press that we get, and now for for pro sports pieces. and all the college sports that are here, yeah, yeah, 
Like, we're not fucking Alabama. We're not any of the California teams. We're not, like, a New York team that <laughs> we're not gets the Boston all these Celtics. mystery funds. Like, we need to capitalize, capitalize on this now and then build upon it in later seasons. But we have to focus yeah. on the now. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I need more than one. Because I've been walking around telling people, like, Devin Booker is the best thing. <laughs> I, I need more than one because I've been walking around telling people Devin Booker is the best thing since sliced cheese for a while now. So I can't, you know what I'm saying? I need at least three or four. <laughs> like, R- Randy came I, into this podcast like, this is my house and I did not invite you. Yo, yo, yeah, I, I need I need more than one. Just because, like I said, I've been telling people Devin Booker is the best thing since, like, anything. So it's just like. I've talked too much shit, so I'm in too deep. So I need more than one. Sliced cheese came out in 1935. Yeah. From Norman Kraft. So. And then Devin Booker was born in what 97? What, <laughs> 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 what was your first question again? But yeah, do um do you think that during the whole time like Monty was here or like when stuff was getting rocky, do you think that people like the players like do you think Book was like yo like I don't think that this is a good idea like I don't think Going well, switching everything is okay. Did, like I don't think playing Giannis straight up is okay. But go ahead. If anybody remembers this in the chat as well, too, please uh, speak up and give me your thoughts on it. When we lost in Game Six, did you all see Devin Booker waving towards our bench, and Monty was still over there? He walked yeah. off Game Six, and he was pissed, and and he waved everybody off. I thought he was just kind of like, wow fuck this, I'm out type of thing. I need to get away for a while. I secretly now, not secretly because I'm about to say it on a fucking podcast with 40 listeners. I, I definitely think that was towards a handful of the players. And I think it was Monty. If anybody remembers that in the chat, game six, losing to the Nuggets this year, walking off and waving as he went up the tunnel. Uh, see what you guys think. So I absolutely do. Especially when Chris Paul went out and we still kept trying to run the same shit over and over. So I do think Book did that. And if you look back at, at some of the stuff that we've heard since free agency, you know, getting Bradley Beal was definitely they, they talked to Devin Booker and they did talk to KD. So the NBA is is very different than the NFL. You can have star players go in there and, and really kind of mix and mingle with the upper echelons of the organization to try to fiddle their way and to get the moves that they want. It's very player friendly, very player focused, and just the, just the way that this feels this off season with Ishbia and everything. Yeah, man, I, I think Devin has a lot of input, and I think he respects Monty, or at least did. Mm. So, I, I would imagine he did it in a respectful way to a point. I hundred percent agree with that, and I know the exact moment you're talking about too. Because I forced myself to watch it like Stefan Diggs when he got, he got his <laughs> ass kicked. So uh, I was watching the confetti fall and all that other shit. And that mm. that explains, you know, like him not talking <clears> to the <throat> press after the game and then uh, the yep. after season presser as the, well. The, yeah, the next day, the, the, the exit interviews, he wasn't even exit there. Yeah. So I, I think everybody that Monty's coached has the utmost respect for him, for his character. But when it comes to his coaching – they've had to have bumped heads on it. And Chris has talked about that before. Uh, like they don't always see eye to eye on stuff. And if we're saying it, like who knows what fucking Booker is saying, or even Aiden, because Aiden throughout the years has been 
etched out of the offense more and more and more. And uh, with Chris, we're running the same shit, and he's getting slower and slower. And with Book, he's just keeps on carrying and carrying and then he fucking injures himself because he's trying to do too much. And it's, that was like three, like three seasons in a row and seeing, seeing Booker like, all right, all right. Like, oh, like I'm gone. Uh, just, I, I just need a break. I a hundred percent get it and fully accept it. And I, I did not give Booker shit for that whatsoever because like he doesn't need to explain himself, you know? So it's, it, again, at the end of the day, it's on everybody, and this is Book's team, man. This is Book Nation, you know. <laughs> and he's gonna take it on the fucking chin this season. I, I know that for a fact. Like, like he has no barbershop aura right now. Like he's coming in, like, like straight. He's probably gonna lab. be up to start the season. I like it. Straight uh, lab I like work. it too. I like it too because he don't he don't give a shit what he looks like right now. He's got one thing on lab. his mind. That's either camping and championships. I, I know those hands are working, so it's like hell yeah. Yeah, I, Gavin I just it. said he doesn't clean up his summer beard. He got to be traded. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, dude. I like the scrub, dude. You look Car- yeah, Carlos yeah. Martinez is over here that night. He was pro- he said he thought he was going to be traded. Imagine being Carlos that night, and being like, "Oh shit, book's going to get traded." That must have been an awful night for you, Carlos. Fuck. Only reason I only reason I ask you guys that question because I feel like. There's too many players on this team with high basketball IQs, and the shit that was going on was just dumb. You know what I'm saying? Just the production just like, was questionable. It's like, why are we best. running this bare bones offense? Like, can we get some updates here? We ran the same shit for three seasons. Like, there and was then, nothing added. <laughs> and everybody has this figured out, and it's just like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's too many high basketball IQ or guys IQs on this team that I respect their I, their basketball IQ to be like yo like, there's no way that you just are just going whatever with whatever Monty is telling you to do like without giving a little buck back you know what I'm saying like there's no way there's absolutely no way it's like one unbothered it's, <laughs> dude it's like you go to a restaurant and like they have like five of the best cooks in the kitchen right. They know everything top to bottom about making like a fucking classic burger, dude. Yeah, you like like you order the burger and stuff, and you get some fucking like like um, White Castle bullshit slider, and you're like, like what the fuck is this? And like that's Monty's offense. It's that fucking slider burger. Like it was good for <laughs> it was good for a while, but I was expecting a lot more. I was expecting some fucking condiments. Even a side, dude, but uh, we, we got nothing. Like, we didn't get nothing. Randy was right. You were. Randy you were. was right. I'll give you your fucking flowers. We hey, need to listen say- to Randy even more. <laughs> listen, I was say- hey, I just want people to know, I was saying that when we was winning 64 games, so I don't want people to be like, oh, like, I just... You no, were. I was- yes, you I were. Was- I literally you said were. that shit in the finals. when I, Like I said, I watched the finals repetitively. Like on YouTube, I watch it all the time. Like at least oh, once a week, gagged a little bit. Yeah, and I was like, "Yo, <laughs> where's the fucking adjustments?" Like yo, the this only is finals game that I've ever rewatched in Phoenix Suns history was Game Five in Chicago, mm. the '93 Finals, when we came back and won. That was the only game I've ever rewatched in the NBA Finals. So 
Metal Mike. Mo more, more power to you, bro. Um, Everybody in the chat, man, we really appreciate you tonight. This has been a lot of fun. We got our first, our first donation. We appreciate you so much, Seth. Thank you. We really, we really can't thank you enough. Uh, we had a record amount of viewers at one time at 45. Uh, we're a small podcast. We just like to, to BS and, and have a little bit of fun or cry it out <laughs> a, after a few games and whatnot. Hey, we got two words for you, baby. <laughs> uh, I love WWE. Yes, yeah, I used to. It used to be so good. We've had a lot of fun this stream, and there's gonna be there's gonna be so many things to talk about almost every single day. Again, I want to touch yeah. on the point that I made at the beginning when we only had like seven people watching. Chris Haynes just came out with a tweet talking about Darren Collison. I don't think Darren Collison is the move, but it's proof that the Suns are not done. I do not think our fifth starter is on the roster yet. Uh, Flex has been tweeting out, we're not done. These things take time. Uh, Suns are playing the long game. It's going to be a long summer. I do think the sooner we get everybody in-house, the better. Uh, Darcia said it yet. We ain't done. You know what? I'm going to try my best on Twitter, y'all, to to hone it in just a little bit more, holding my feelings when it comes to my Phoenix Suns. And I'm just going to bookmark the shit out of things right now, man. No, I'm going to have so many bookmarks, so no. many by the end of the season that I can just flush out right before we have our championship parade. But I'm not going to I'm not going to count those blessings yet because I know the half of this fun is uh, getting in there. But who do you think we're going to play game one? Are they going to put us against the Nuggets? They have to put us against the Nuggets, oh, right? That's interesting. Yeah. Everybody who, who are, we playing? are we are they going to match us up against the Lakers or do give they want the Dallas Lakers for the Nuggets? I want to spank them again. Give us Dallas. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy that like this year for what if whatever time they slide us or put us at the Christmas game, people are actually going to watch it because I feel like nobody watched that Nuggets versus Suns last year, and then Devin Booker got hurt. So I was got just hurt like, in the first minute. Yeah, so I was just like, people are going to watch this game regardless because I just want to see Warriors Suns Christmas. I bet. Ooh, Curry so? versus Durant in Golden State. Watch, and I like well, uh, the rival week uh, uh, that they do now. So uh, that's something to look forward to as well. Are, are they doing? They're not doing the in-season tournament this year, are they? That's next year. I don't know. Last last thing I heard, it was this season. I, I did oh, hear God. that too. Yeah. But that's not I, the biggest hey, waste of time. Just rest Give all our Denver, players for that. Fuck, uh, fuck the Mavericks. They're not doing anything. Give us Denver and let like let's win by like fucking 40 and then not say anything on Twitter and just act like <laughs> it's another day. Business as usual. We just got to go to the next fucking game, right? Nuggets got nothing on us. You know? uh, yeah, yeah. John, John said it's this year. So that, that stuff's going to be rolling out. What is going to be fun this year is watching the FIBA uh this year in the philippines i think is what it is in the middle yeah. of august august 12 13 something like that we mm -hmm. get to watch the twins on there they just finalized the roster you got tyrese <laughs> halliburton uh jalen brunson oh by the way dante I divincenzo going to mm. new york too i love it getting the villanova wildcats all on board over there watch mikhail go to the knicks soon right hey. right jane s in the house we appreciate oh, no. you man hey yo can i ask just, I got three players I've literally been circling like this entire free agency or like for us to pick up. All right, just tell me if I'm tripping or not. I like instead of Darren Collinson, I like George Hill. Follow me, follow me, stay with me. I like <laughs> George Hill, Jalen Noel from uh Minnesota, 
And who is that third guy that I liked? Oh, uh, Jermichael Green. Am I tripping? Are those bad pickups? I don't think that's what we need now. We need a power forward. Like, I mean, we don't, but we do. We have Chemezi Metu. We good. We do need it. We do need another versatile big. I I do agree. I don't think it's Tory Craig. I think that ship has sailed. Because mentally, like, I'm not even like. Whenever we look at the roster, whenever I think of this roster, I mentally leave Aiden out every single time. Like, and then also that's another thing that people don't acknowledge about that Nugget series. Like, Aiden didn't do shit. Like, we was literally two on five. Like, come on, dog. Like, it was two on fucking five, (laughs) and we took him to six. But we don't have a bench. And it's just like, if we could just get... Anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, nah, no. Nah. I like the wall, I don't, I don't necessarily know that we need anything, but I'm excited to see what happens. It, it's so weird because I feel like the team is done. And then it's like Flex and everybody else is like, oh, hey, they're not done. It's, hey, it's what, what happened to working out uh, Stanley Johnson and Jabari Parker? Uh, nothing's come I'm, out of it yet, but... Uh, but no, yeah, nothing. Yeah. I'll take Stanley. I'll take I Stanley. I like Stanley, but I, I don't ask Evan that question. But <laughs> now he he can't shoot. He can't shoot. But I mean, mentally, I'm like, I don't want anybody else shooting. Not named Booker, Durant, or Beal. Like that's just how. I'm, like if Aiden and is not Eric roll, Gordon, excuse you, <laughs> coming off the bench, yeah, he yeah he can get his he can get us some shots. But like I'm like, if those three are on the court, it's just like those are the only people I want to see shooting the ball. And it's like Aiden, if you but don't set screens and I, play defense, you can kick. I, I disagree, though. There's going to be so much focus on those guys, and I think defenses are really going to have to hone in playing the lanes so that they can play really good help defense. Mm-hmm. But I think just naturally, when you look over, you got Beal in the corner, uh, Katie maybe <clears> trying to post up. You got book coming down the the right side or something like that. I mean, I think Kata Bates, Diop, Yuta, Campaign. I think all these guys are gonna have such wide open looks. You know what I mean? Like like a Kogi in that in that first Dallas game that we had uh, uh, KD for. He had like nine or ten threes that he just bricked. I think those are gonna be so wide open this year. It's just gonna make it. Damn near impossible to guard if one of these dudes two if we get two of these other bench players hitting forty percent and it could be forty flat forty one it doesn't have to be forty four or forty five it's gonna make it so hard yeah D Lee over in the corner right yeah so yeah I, I hear I don't want anybody else taking the threes but they're going to be there these are guys that are going to have to shoot and they got confident shooters they've got confident fucking shooters I trusted Damian Lee like a motherfucker until the playoffs game but that's because we had like Shamit on the court and shit right and man he was sitting on the bench oh. like like the whole time and then like Monty throws them out there cold they're like ah and then he fucks up or he like airballs a three then he pulls them out it's like oh thanks coach. coaching 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 coaching. man like i don't get it like these like what terrence ross and t.j warren hadn't played since all-star break and you over here like oh go ahead play the best game of your life dude we wasted terrence ross's time and he was literally the perfect signing for us he was perfect fucking perfect i love terrence ross but maybe maybe he comes back he hasn't signed anywhere t.j warren hasn't signed anywhere um it's it's not craig hasn't it's not enough ball for them. I'm not gonna lie. It's not enough ball for. Them. No, we don't need. We don't need Tony buckets. That that ship has sailed. But a Terrence Ross, you could talk me into. <laughs> I do think we need a point guard. I do think we neither need a versatile big, not just a a big like a, we need a Miles Plumley. If there was another a Mason, Miles Plumley Mason out there, 
You, no, you know, not Mason. Mason Miles. We need a Miles Plumley. We need Mason. a guy like that. It's just weird because I know we have like the three spots for the two ways and stuff, and then we're dealing with the whole our uh, Kamara situation. But like, do do y'all see a way that we flip campaign and DeAndre Aiden for something? Yeah, we touched on it earlier. I, I could definitely see that, but I think it's just less likely now. I do think Gavin nailed it. You need you need to cut Isaiah Todd at this point. Pay him what the one point whatever he's worth. Cut his ass. You make Kamara the two way player, yeah. and you go from there. Uh, you pulling on my heartstrings. I like Isaiah Todd because I'm a I'm a big. I you are the first of, one that has ever said that. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm because like I'm one of the guys where it's like I follow players from high school on up, and to me like Isaiah Todd reminds me so much of Chris Bosh. It's ridiculous. It's just I don't think that he's gotten a fair shake in Washington, but. Like I said, but I don't know. I don't know. I like him. Though. I like his game. Comp. I'm going like, to have to look at that. Yeah, I've been following him since high. It's a lot of guys I watch. Like I said, I watch a lot of players from, like, high school on up to see, like, how they're going to, like, transition. And like I said, I feel like when I watch Isaiah Todd, I see Chris Bosh. Save. I forget. I always forget we have Saban Lee. How do I – how uh, can you forget that? Yeah. I love Saban, too. He's a dog. But I'm not in the trade DA camp right now after this free agency. I'm just not. I think – He's going to be pivotal on this team. And if we get him a strong four, I think, and they're on the same page, we're going to be nasty on defense. And then we can beat the, uh, this team got no defense allegations. Because, Uh, like, we we beat the cardboard mm. cutout. We beat the death allegations. Okay. Like, uh, this is the other thing. We we need to hit on defense if we have a defensive coach. Nah. I mean, I'm, I'm there with you in spirit, but it's like, I feel like in reality, like, DA's, like, because we're asking a guy that's a number one pick to essentially be a dirty work guy, like, to play like he doesn't have a job or, like, yep. his job is on the line. That's what he like, deserves now. And that's what we're asking from him. And realistically, we're not going to get it because I feel like, respectfully, he doesn't, you know what I'm saying, like, he views himself as better than that, which he is. You know what I'm saying? Objectively, I can say that, but it's just, like, that's not what we need. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So it's just like, oh yeah, I, I yeah, I said this earlier. <laughs> That's what we were talking about getting Eric Gordon to this squad. I forgot Jermaine O'Neal was there. Shannon Brown, Kendall Marshall, Shit. who is the next Jason Kidd, according to John Gambadoro, uh, Wesley Johnson, who's carved out a little bit of a nice uh, uh, career for himself right now. That's when we had prime PJ Tucker and Sebastian Telfair, who's in a shitload of trouble right now. I think he's in jail or prison yeah, right now. I think so. Too. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I love too. Sebastian Telfair, uh, Coney, and whatnot. But yeah, that was Ooh, that was the squad that tried to get Eric Gordon. This is triggering. Take it down, Kendall. It down. Gil- is that Kendall Marshall? Oh my god! Uh, I don't want to see it no more. That's just looking like flashbacks from high school or something. Like, uh, we were bad, man. Because we, I really thought that Shannon Brown could be like the guy. Like, I was like, oh shit! Like, this might be a good idea. Like. Shannon Brown is the number one. Like we Michael Beasley. That, like we should have saw it coming because if you just type in Shannon Brown, the only thing that really comes up is this block against the backboard, which is a nasty <laughs> play. But that's like all you know, like remember him for. Like we should have caught that. Like <laughs> remember when Gerald Green was a good idea? It was like yo, Gerald Green might be. I love, like, hey, this ain't a bash and Gerald Green podcast, dude. I, I fucking love Gerald Green. Oh man. Yeah, like we we bought into the mentality though. That's the crazy. Check that part. out. Yeah, I that's sad. It. That's sad. That's a jersey I need is Gerald Green, but I hated that uniform. <clears throat> uh, oh yeah, 
that that, that uniform lineup the years that he was here. Like I, I hate. Oh yeah, that was trash. Yeah. So I would love a Gerald Green jersey, but uh, I mean, uh, those he played in those trash jerseys, so I don't know. I just hate to think that we thought that building around Eric Bledsoe at a point in time was a good idea. Like we were like, I really remember rallying. Well, like, yeah, we we have to get him a max. Like we have to lock him down. And it's just like that's a fucking terrible. Well, idea. remember who, who was it? Um, no, that was Shannon Brown, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, remember LeBron James took a picture with Eric Bledsoe, and they were like, he was like, pay this man. He's the, he's the next LeBron. He's the next this. Yeah, baby Mark. Brown. Joel Joel just said it in the chat. Like there was a lot of hype around him, but man, that dude didn't give two shits about anything. Yes. Went to Milwaukee, didn't do anything. I'm 90% sure he's in Shanghai. Like no joke. Like I'm 90% sure he's in Shanghai with uh, Dwight Howard right now. Ni hao. Ni hao. I got to start getting out of here. It is late. I do have to work a little bit tomorrow, unfortunately. I got to get out, but uh, I want to have another stream sometime this week. We're going to keep this momentum going. You guys have been awesome tonight. This is one of our better streams that we've ever had. So, again, please share this out. Uh, like us, follow us, hit up the description and follow us on Twitter and whatnot. Uh, Twitterless Suns fan Randy is not available there, so you can <laughs> catch him here. And where else can they catch you, Randy? On YouTube, at Save My Grass Podcast. I upload periodically. I do post games after the game, so you can check me out there. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But first, JJ, what are you doing for 4th of July? What do you got planned? Uh, so tomorrow's my birthday, and for everybody that lives in... Boom shakalaka! <laughs> He's a- uh, and they know where Lake Pleasant is. Uh, I'm going to take my daughter to Lake Pleasant, and we're going to watch the fireworks show. So uh, that's sort of my... Happy fucking birthday, JJ. Thank you. You're finally turning 21 and growing your first puke. Congratulations, <laughs> man. 23. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. That's awesome. Go go enjoy it uh, uh, with your daughter. Randy, what, what are your plans, dog? Um, I just got married, so I'm like leaning into like this dinkwad lifestyle. I think I forgot what it stands for. It's like a couple with a dog or whatever it stands for. And I've been leaning into it, just going with the flow. So I think we might just go to Disneyland just because like, I think my, uh, fiance, well, my fiance or my wife, she works for Disney. So like we get free, we get in for free. So I'm just you didn't like, get fired over the weekend along with all the other ESPN people. That's <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, we've been kind of just like, you want to go to Disneyland? Fuck it. Let's go. I'll, I'll get a turkey leg. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's just like, all right. So yeah, I might just do that for. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We're, we're going to keep it low key. We're just going to, we might go to a lake day. If not, we're just going to go over to uh, the grandparents pool. They're having a barbecue. Uh, the great thing about my house is that I live kind of up on the mountain a little bit on the West side. And so I can see the entire Valley. I can see downtown and all, all the way to the East side mountains and whatnot. So when there's fireworks going off, they are going off everywhere. So we literally, we just post up and the neighbors do some shit as well too. We'll get some little sparklers and stuff for my four-year-old so he can go out and the little uh, snap it things that you can throw at the ground. <laughs> we're going to do those just for him. But we're just going to chill and we're going to drug the dog so that they don't go fucking crazy. And we're just going to have a damn good time. So that's what we're doing. So everybody, you guys have a safe fucking 4th of July. If anybody gets in trouble and can't afford an Uber, just message <laughs> me. I don't want anybody out there dying and I'll order you a fucking Uber. Um, everybody, please be safe out there. Enjoy the time with family and friends. Uh, go check out Stay Off My Grass podcast. JJ, where can they catch you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at J Joyce on Twitter. Uh, I talk a lot of shit. Fuck Elon Musk. Uh, rolling <laughs> deep over here. So uh, I'm keeping up with the Suns content. 
And yeah, dude, uh, we're going to keep chugging along uh, this off season and I wish Shit, it yeah. started next week, but, uh, the, you know, well, we're going to keep hitting it hard, man. Hell yeah. No, Jason everybody. Yeah. Everybody have fun. Any breaking news comes up. I'm going to try to get on before John here, but man, he's just, he's on top of that shit like no other. Uh, so go, go give sons jam a follow and Darth Voida as well too. Friend, friends of the program. You guys are awesome. We've had a lot of fun. Sun sign Eric Gordon. Are we looking at a 60 win season? You guys stay tuned. Peace.